Welcome. This is David Barris, president of the American Association of Bank Directors, host of ABD's Calling All Bank Directors podcast. Today, we have as our guest, Maxine Hart, to discuss how and why your bank may want to establish a bank apprenticeship program. This is part one to our bank apprenticeship discussion with Maxine. ABD has a keen interest in supporting the efforts of banks to offer bank apprenticeships. Our Bank Apprenticeship Resource Coalition is working with the Urban Institute to establish national and state sponsorships for bank apprenticeship programs throughout the United States. Banks in the UK have had successful bank apprenticeship programs for many years. Why not here? Maxine is the head of Human Resources at Reading Cooperative Bank in Reading, Massachusetts. She has played a key role in implementing her bank's apprenticeship program, which has successfully reached out to those in the bank's community who did not or could not pursue a college education, but have the talent and desire to have a successful banking career. Please let us know if you have any follow-up questions by contacting me at dbarris at abd.org. All right, let's call Maxine. Hello, Maxine speaking. Hello, Maxine. Hi, David. How are you? Fine. Welcome to ABD's Calling All Bank Directors podcast. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Today's subject is how and why to establish a bank apprenticeship program in banks. Reading Cooperative Bank, where you are the chief human resources officer, has actually done it. And so we are very, very interested in your experience with setting this program up and implementing it. Maxine, uh, please describe your bank apprenticeship program. Well, thank you so much, David. It gives me so much pleasure to talk about our apprenticeship program because um, I believe it's an easy slam dunk model for banks to implement um, with a, not a, a, a whole lot of work to be done, but for a lot of gains and benefits that can be reaped from it. Um, we started our apprenticeship program um, that's currently in place primarily in the retail banking side of of our bank, but it certainly was a starting point. That's not where we wanted to reside exclusively. So um, the program we have in place literally takes new new employees, we'll call them employees, um, who be, rapidly become apprentices. So we hire um, candidates as employees and we put them into our apprenticeship program. And we can effectively, in the retail side we have found, can hire a teller with no previous banking experience. And with the necessary training, internal training and development and the achievement of a, a, a agreed set of competencies and skills, somebody can be trained from knowing nothing to being a teller. Obviously, you may find some people just don't get it. Well, in that case, well, then we have a miss. But for the most part, we have hired young, um, um, has, in some instances, high school students from um, the technical high schools um, as co-ops. 
and we put them into our apprenticeship program and we and they can become tellers after as i say as, uh, achieving a certain set of competencies and required hours so when we hire um um say a teller we're really looking for a person who has the necessary um, profile who we believe we can develop into a senior banking specialist um, or customer service rep and um, up to and including would they have that talent and um, potential to maybe even become a branch manager. So the, our apprenticeship program go takes a new employee from teller through customer service rep at the most basic level to a more senior customer service rep to an assistant branch manager and um, on to becoming a branch manager. And at each phase of their development, they know what is expected of them. The, um, the apprentice knows what's required. It's very transparent. Um, they know what they need to learn. They can offer very easily um, a set of competencies, know what how they have met, have they met the required skill set or haven't they? And once they have achieved that, we can promote them to the next level. And again, with our, we have um, a very clearly set, laid out competency map and um, which they can see and they can follow at each phase up the ladder as they move. So I'm not sure if there's, I mean, if that gives you a clear uh, idea of how that works. Yes, is there also uh, education training for them off the bank premises through community colleges or other educational institutions? At the, at the retail level, um, there isn't um, there isn't that requirement, but we're currently working on developing that for the um, residential and commercial lending arms of of within the bank. So I would put an, um, an apprentice when they were reaching higher levels of leadership into outside training. But for banking, for the retail banking, we have found that um, they can have done extremely well with working alongside mentors and a side, a side mentor within the company and working alongside experienced bankers. They then acquire that, master that set of um, competencies for each position. But definitely for the uh, lending side of the bank, um, and as I say, we're working with the state right now and community colleges in creating the necessary outside education that would further equip them to take on a credit analyst position or a, um, and onto a commercial lending position, which would obviously be the, our best, most highest level achievement we would love to aspire to. Maxine, um, how did the program start? And I understand there was involvement of the Massachusetts um, Secretary of Labor and Banking Commissioners uh, and uh, wanted to understand how this evolved. Okay, so it actually started back in 
Zimbabwe in 2018, and the state's Executive Office of Labor and Workforce Development began a campaign to encourage more white-collar industries like tech and banking to develop apprenticeship programs. Um, and so the Secretary of um, Labor in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, um, Rosalind, um, Secretary Rosalind Acosta, she in fact passed the expansion of a pro uh, Apprenticeship uh, Program Act. That was back in 2018. Um, and one of her goals, as I understand it, was obviously to um, uh, take the successful apprenticeship program model that is available for blue-collar industries and translate that into white-collar um, white industries. So, And I, I would say banking is really well suited for, for taking on an apprenticeship program and largely because we're such a regulated industry. So the idea of agreed competencies and standards at each level is not uncommon for banks. So um, in 2019, um, in April of 2019, officials from the Executive Office of Workforce Development spoke to a group of bankers at a meeting um, that I had attended seeking participation in a pilot apprenticeship program. And there were about 20 banks present and the state were really needing um, an, a partner in the private sector or one of the banks to work with them in piloting the program. And we were the, uh, the only bank, I have to say at the time, to volunteer to be a pilot apprenticeship site. And so over the following months, that started in April 2019, I worked very closely with the Department of Labor Standards devising the checklist of competencies for retail banking. And that's really how it began. So starting in April 2019 and through the year to the point where by February of 2020, they had actually certified. So five of our um, employees were cert received a Commonwealth of Massachusetts certification as apprenticeships, as apprentices in the level that they were at. So, um, that was really, I mean, it was quite exciting. As I say, in February, we have currently about 15 apprentices registered in different levels. So obviously some are tellers, some are what we call banking specialist ones, which would be customer service rep one or customer service rep two. So we have uh, um, uh, employees at all levels in the apprenticeship track currently. And I'm hoping... Um, in January of 2021 to certify the next round of our apprentices. Obviously, COVID's put a dampener on um, the speed at which we can do things and our internal training just because of all the restrictions, but we still we're working through it. So that's really how it began on a formal level with um, the with the Executive Office of Workforce Development and ourselves. Thank you very much uh, for this, Maxine. I would like to reserve the remaining questions for our next podcast episode, if that works for you. And we can then rejoin this subject and uh, carry it to its conclusion. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us today.